Welcome in. I am the promo guy coming at you from New York City. Today is Thursday, May 11th, but you will be listening to this Friday at the earliest. Welcome to the fifth episode of the Promo Guy podcast, now brought to you by Underdog Fantasy and Mojo, the stock market for sports. I am once again joined by my friend Nick from Blue Duck Media. Nick, what's going on? Not too much. The Knicks are back, baby. Oh, God. I, uh, I apologize in advance. I lost my voice a bit last night. I lent it uh, to the boys in blue and orange. Um, and I think they needed every ounce of it as they tried to give the game back to Miami. Uh, and we had to win with a few Mitchell Robinson free throws. But uh, it that, was that was, was Shaq-esque. One. It, it was electric. I've never he, been in a situation he, like that. Because Shaq used to always make them when they would go hack-a-shack, or at least it felt that way. And Robinson went, yeah, what, four for five or four for six uh, yeah, to, to sort I, of clinch I, I that game? I would have said I thought he went three for four. Um, no, but then they found I him again, didn't they? I left him in as long as we did. I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe it either. And then, and then, and then they, they intentionally fouled to get him out, which was weird because why did you have him in? Like, Hardenstein's just as good. Uh, so it was weird that they... they we're comfortable with him shooting the first four. I and honestly then... think he's much better, and he doesn't do all the same goofy stuff. Like, like air ball free throws? They had made that sub <laughs> earlier. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that was that was the, uh, that was was the a fun game, and glad we, we got a bunch of game sixes. It's cool when all four series are, are still going. Um, I, I wouldn't be too optimistic if I were you. I mean, for the second time this series, well, the first one, Jimmy was out, but for the second time this series, it took – you know, 48 minutes, 38 points from Brunson. Everybody's hidden. Mitchell Robinson's making free throws just to squeak out a win at home. Um, so I feel good about my plus is 130 that, bet with you. Is that true? Did Brunson play all 48? Yeah, he did. Uh, I think Grimes did as well. But, you know, wow. uh, it's it's tough with these every other, every other night games. But uh, I do think the Heat and my bet will uh, be secured in, in tomorrow, I guess. All right. Well, we'll we'll see about that. Uh, in the meantime, uh, let's do the damn thing. Give me uh, give me the state of the stack. State of the stack. Well, this is probably the worst state of the stack uh, we've had since starting the podcast. Fanduel boosts. I'll start with Twitter. Fanduel boosts have definitely gone cold. I don't know the exact numbers, but I think um, they're certainly down in May. Probably down a decent amount. Um, Twitter's probably been. Okay, though, overall, just, you know, some free bet plays hit and, uh, and you know, we've done pretty well on, like, some of the DraftKings SGP stuff and the free bet plays. So, overall, I think we're doing fine, but definitely a bit of a, uh, a tougher stretch for the first, whatever, 10 days of May. Um, and I think that it's kind of a decent time to bring up, like, I've heard the term variance come up a ton lately i almost put this as the grinds my gears this isn't variance it's 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 one for nine or something one for eight you know whatever, whatever the the numbers are that's that is just especially with you know plus money bets that's almost par for the course a couple you know plays change here or there and you end up profiting i, I you know real variance could come this is definitely not it especially when uh we've done okay overall and then the Discord um, officials doing well, you know, kind of chugging along. Uh, the Dinger Tuesday has been very interesting. I, I don't know what the right word for it is. So last week I mentioned we were down $135. Uh, 
and then we picked up a uh, hundred and whatever thirty dollars maybe in free bets. Well, up until Tuesday, those free bets were up one hundred and forty-four dollars, securing the profitable week there. Then we lose all ten, and I'm just referring to the unlimited. You know, you can sort of proportion out the um, the fifty dollar limit group. Uh, so then we we go 0 for 10 minus $250 on the home run picks. But we hit two more free bets on Tuesday, clawing back $126, so only down $124. We've got two more on their last legs, which could put us over the top, but let's say we split them and you know we're down only about, call it $60 uh, on the week. And then we've got another $140 in free bets to work with. So overall, we keep being profitable. Uh, it's been kind of a disaster on the home run part and then just ridiculously good on the free bet part. Um, I expect that to sort of even out. Actually, week one, we did really well on the home run part and then really poorly on the free bet part. So it's all sort of part of the, I guess you could say, law of averages, things kind of working themselves out. Uh, otherwise, it's been, it's been a pretty good, uh, you know, the other parts of the Discord have been pretty good. So no complaints there overall. Hopefully... Everything uh, picks up a little bit, but after such a strong couple months everywhere, uh, I would say an up and down 10 days is nothing to be too negative on. Yeah, I would say uh, I'd fully agree. I think people tend to overreact after a quick 10-day downspurt, but uh, the last few months being very, very green uh, tends to be something... To be positive about, you have to assume that we're about to have a good, a strong rest of May, no? Yeah, maybe, maybe not. But to be honest, like, I wouldn't I wouldn't even call it a downspurt. It's more of a, a you know, slight bump down, if that, if we're even down uh, on the, the overall graph. And, you know, we've had some really bad runs over the past few years. And, you know, almost every month it ends up positive, uh, basically everywhere. But... Bad, bad runs do happen. This isn't it. If you can't handle it, I would say either stop or learn to handle it because, you know, it's gambling. It's supposed to be fun. There's nothing conspiracy about, you know, a couple of bets. And I would just say, like, enjoy watching the games, make the bet or, or, or don't, but whatever, you know, make the bets and kind of close your eyes and see how we're doing uh, over a longer haul. But, uh, yeah, I mean, look, everything is probably still positive, and April was so strong. So, you know, even if May doesn't turn up to be one of these great months, like, it's all part of the year-long, two-years-long, whatever-long uh, graph here. So the promos are still kind of rolling through, which is nice. DraftKings really step it, stepped it up. Um, so, and stepped it up, I guess I more mean kept it up because they've, they've been pretty strong for a little while and FanDuel's still doing their thing. So And Caesars has continued to jump up. So I'm just happy to see, as long as there's EV out there to be had, the, the profits will work themselves out always. Uh, so I'm, I'm just happy to see all these promos still, still around as it gets a little bit quieter in the sports front. Yeah, I, I saw you did your, uh, your sports book rankings. EV rankings for uh, for Action Network this week. So I'm excited to talk about that a bit later. But for now, uh, shall we jump into our Wheel of Sports for today? Yeah, let's do it. Today, we have 
There are four teams down 3-2, which has the best chance of winning. We have the NFL schedule release and its effects on gambling. We have playoff hockey, and we have a Sheba's conflict with Jokic. Obviously, we also have what is TPG's real name, always part of the wheel. Um, and we'll see if our completely not rigged wheel ever lands there. Uh, but for now, let's give this bad boy a spin. Okay. Which team down 3-2 do you think has the best chance? To me, it's an easy one. Yeah, the, the completely not rigged wheel uh, comes up with NBA playoffs again. Nice. Uh, so I guess the background is every team is down or every te- every series, all four, are in 3-2. So it's Heat, Knicks, Lakers, Warriors, Boston, Philly, and Denver, uh, Phoenix. So which of Boston, Golden State, New York, and Phoenix do I think which of them has the best chance? I think you have to. I mean, the odds would definitely say Boston. Uh, so I think that's sort of, I mean, it'll be Boston and then Golden State followed behind them. I'll go with why I don't think it's New York or Phoenix, starting with Phoenix. I I mentioned this last week, I think for them, and then they did end up winning the two home games. I think for them without Chris Paul, but they just don't have a lot of guys. I mean, you know, you get some big contributions from Landry Shamit at home. and But just asking Devin Booker and Kevin Durant to be so crazy good, crazy efficient, carry you know, 48-minute burden of playmaking, defending, creating for others, getting their own shot, being efficient, like all of that. It's just, it's a lot to do two in a row. It's a lot to do over a seven-game series where Denver can kind of spread you out better. And I think that uh, they have such a issue guarding Jokic that it'll probably get done here in six. But, you know, it would be pretty heroic if, Booker and KD, so I think I'll put them as like second least likely to do, do you it. Think Chris Paul coming ba- potentially coming back changes the equation for you at all? A little bit, just because I mean, not that he's that great now, but at least he can. I mean, Devin Booker has to bring the ball up with some ball pressure on him, and you know, create for others, and do, like at least Chris Paul can sort of get them a few easier shots, take a few possessions off, and just take on some of that burden where campaign. I think, you know, his shot making is just not really there. I don't know his exact numbers, but it doesn't look very good. I think defensively he's uh, a bit worse than Chris Paul. And just, you know, you see Devin Booker's assist numbers go up so much, which is great. And his over-under go up, which is, you know, just great and a testament to him. But it's just it's just a lot to ask for a guy and to expect him to do it against, you know, the one seed for seven games and to, to come out with four of them, especially after going down 0-2. So now he's got to get two in a row after being basically heroic up to now. I, I just think it'll be tough. Uh, so then I think the least likely are the Knicks. Look, in Miami, they led once by one point in the first quarter. <laughs> that was the totality of those two games. Uh, even in New York, the first two games, the, this, the Heat outplayed on in game two. Uh, there was no – it's not slander. It's, it's a fact. Game, games three and four – they led by one point in the first quarter once, maybe twice in game two. 
but they didn't lead at all in game three. And then game four, they didn't lead by more than one point ever. And they never led after the first quarter. Uh, so they got to go down to Miami and win. They just they just had and, – and really they got outplayed in games one and two. Uh, you had mentioned that, oh, the heat shooting is going to regress. Well, it's regressed. I it mean, did. I mean – and and yet still, you know, the Heat won a the Heat won a playoff game by 15, shooting 37 percent from the field and 22 percent from three. Like th- that's where this series has gone. And the last game, it took heroics, as you mentioned, uh, and 48 minutes for Brunson just to win at home against you know the Knicks were clearly the more desperate team. And the Heat shot the ball really poorly. The Knicks shot the ball well. I, I just think it's such a tall task for New York to then come into Miami and kind of flip how this whole series has looked um frankly so and if they can do that and then it'll still be a you know to me it'll still be a really tough game seven for new york so yeah i think that that's probably the least likely to come back not zero percent but you know because whenever you get to two games anything can happen especially when everybody shoots so many threes in the nba but i think that's probably the toughest and the most like the second most likely to do it is probably golden state uh that's just almost you know the odds like this game this they they played uh, LA really tough in game four and they almost took that one. I think that it's the champs. I mean they could they could easily do it. We've seen we've seen them do it, and I think that for LA the big thing is just going to be coming out with energy, defending with energy. I think Darvin Ham should have gone to a lot more, but I think he was conserving guys to just switch everything because there's nobody on Golden State. Versus the Lakers, where you're kind of scared of that switch, whether it's AD on Steph, because the other guys that would switch on to Steph, and Steph's the only one that truly scares you, are LeBron, Reeves, D'Lo. Those guys are guards. Lonnie Walker, like those guys are all guards, other than LeBron and AD. And LeBron and AD can do an okay job on Steph, like we saw at the end of Game Four. So I, I still lean the Lakers there in this next game. But if, if the Warriors get hot, you get a Game Six clay, like you know they could easily win this, and then. Boston Philly. I mean, I can't. This is the one I'm by far the most shocked at where we are in the series. I didn't give Philly enough credit. I don't feel all that surprised. I feel like Philly has been firing on all cylinders. The way that they play, they don't waste possessions. They slow everything down and everything goes through Joel. And it's it's honestly awesome to watch. They make the Celtics play their style. Every time the Celtics want to get up and down, they slow the game down, get to their pick and roll. Harden pocket pass and Joel just there's no game that he doesn't get up 20 plus shots like a lot of these stars don't always get to their spots and he finds a way every single night to get to his spot I I don't think this that game that goes seven I think the Celtics close the sorry the Sixers well, well, if, it it out, if it does go seven play. Philly's obviously in trouble um but so this game six in Philly is the big one. I'm just surprised because, honestly, credit to Harden. I mean, he's had two monster 40-plus point games to sort of heroically get them here. Philly's won both of the close games. And I didn't give playoff Harden enough credit. I, I don't give – I mean, Doc Rivers I still have a lot of doubts about. And Embiid. Embiid's the one who, you know, obviously he missed the game one where they won – and they got blown out uh, game two when he came back. And I, I, I've just always felt about Joel that it's hard for him to sort of carry such a big offensive load 
and defensive load. And uh, I'm surprised that Horford, you know, maybe hasn't shot better. I don't know the exact numbers, but I think that, you know, Embiid's had a lot of energy on both ends. I think Harden, I think missing game one's helped with that, but I also think that Harden being so good has taken a lot of the load off of him. So we'll see what happens. I, I We mentioned last week, like, Boston is now 500 in the playoffs. They're not the team that they looked like last year's playoffs. They're not the team like they looked like the first couple months of the season. There seems to be some friction with Brown and Tatum. I think that that probably has played a hand here. Um, but it'll be it'll be interesting to see what Boston looks like with their backs against the wall. And Philly looks like in a closeout situation. It would obviously be Philly's first conference finals since I think AI was there, right? Um, in that kind of crazy run. So... I think Boston's got the best chance. I mean, they're favored in game six. And I, I kind of think rightfully so. Like, I, you got to see Philly do it again. They've won the close games. Uh, we'll see if Boston has another gear to get to, frankly. Yeah, uh, fair enough. Um, well, let's keep this thing moving. Uh, let's give the wheel another spin. All right, this one I actually don't know what it's going to come up with. Okay, so Denver is up 3-2 despite strong defense all series long from Suns owner Matt Ashiba. Uh, you seem to think that he was not only right but justified for slowing down Denver's office, offense. Uh, explain, explain your thoughts. That's not, what I, that's, that's, that's not exactly the stance I'm taking. It's obviously... Uh, especially as an like it's kind of a different conversation if it's an owner. My first thought when I saw this, so basically the play was, ball goes into the stands. It happens to end up with the owner, and uh, the Suns owner, a, a Phoenix player was down, and Jokic was trying to get the ball quickly to start a fast break and have a five on four. Uh, and Ashiba basically made it hard on Jokic to get the ball to try and give. Uh, the Phoenix player enough time to to get back and you know he was kind of interfering with the game which is obviously an inappropriate thing and he probably should have gone if it was a regular fan they probably would have gotten kicked out maybe rightfully so but my first thought was what would I do if I'm a I mean, if I'm a massive fan or even the owner I mean maybe you kind of get held to a higher standard if you're the owner and you see one of your players down and the opponent trying to trying to get the ball quick and get out and go like. Would you maybe have the ball slip through your hands a little bit, drop it, make it a little harder? Like to me, and to me, like that's kind of relatable. I kind of get it. If I saw that, I mean, you know, it's kind of ballsy with seven foot scary Serbian guy there. But otherwise, like I kind of get it. I see why I did it. I thought the tweet was pretty lame. Oh, you know, don't make this about us. Like whatever. Like you know, it was almost like a. Not that many people were saying Jokic should be suspended or anything, so why are you kind of putting it out there like that? But otherwise, like, I, I could kind of relate being in that seat if the ball came to me. Like, maybe I'd have it slip. Maybe kind of a whoops, I could, fell under my chair. Let me scramble around to go find it just to help out my team. Like, if you're kind of a passionate fan or a very passionate fan, I guess if you have a stake in this whole thing, yeah, maybe, maybe you, you're kind of inclined to do it. I, I sort of get it. Is, is my thought on it. Scramble around to go find it. He's holding it out in front of him. He he. I would have played it off better. Without a doubt. <laughs> he, he slowed down play. Any other fan, we're on the same page, gets thrown out for that. Yeah. It's absurd 
that he is able to affect the game, act like more than just a fan. I don't care that he owns the team. You're not allowed to affect the game just because you're sitting courtside. No, you're not allowed to. I don't think you should be allowed to. But, okay, if you are sitting courtside at the Knicks game and a ball comes your way, you're telling me and, like, it's advantageous for your team if the ball just went under the chair, let's say, or over the chair, that, like, you wouldn't possibly have it slip through your hands? I Make would it a do, little bit harder? I mean, or, or are you grabbing that and throwing it right to Jokic? Actually, go one further. Go throw it to the ref. Make it easier. If I can make it look like it slipped through my hands. Okay, maybe. that's all I'm saying. But I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not ripping the ball away from him while he has it right there and then I'm getting no, that's obviously it away. No, inappro- that's obviously inappropriate. Uh, and, and then the flop was I, – I, the presumed flop was, uh, was also pretty lame. Like, but look, in his defense, he got his team a point and stopped a five-on-four situation. Like he won. He won this encounter. If it was a regular fan, they'd be a hero for for drawing a technical foul and potentially saving two points. So I thought it was like an interesting little thing. Obviously, Jokic shouldn't be suspended. Uh, I just thought like it was kind of a funny situation. Right? Like, I mean, that's the dream as a fan, much less an owner. It kind of reminded me of the the Cubs Marlins one where Bartman, I think that was his name, like reached over. But like, imagine if he were a Marlins fan. I think now they they make it interference, so you'd actually get a a penalty for that. Like they they count it or it's a double or something. I, I don't know the exact rule, but uh, but it's kind of a funny situation. Like if if Bartman were a Marlins fan and he could reach over and catch it to save an out, the guy would be a freaking hero. That is it for the Wheel of Sports. Uh, so we will be right back after this quick break break with our big thought of the day. Thanks for listening. This podcast is brought to you by our friends at Underdog Fantasy, the easiest place to play fantasy sports. Draft a fantasy team against your friends for tonight's games to win cash prizes, or try out their Pick'em game, where you can predict player stat projections for a chance to win big. Underdog's slick mobile app is easy to use, and it's even easier to, to start playing. Just go to underdogfantasy.com or the App Store, sign up with the promo code PGP, and Underdog will double your first deposit up to $100. Again, that's Underdog Fantasy, promo code PGP. Welcome back in. We are starting the B Block with April PNL. So uh, if you are listening to this, I will have already posted the April final numbers. I just finished them before recording, and uh, it was a really, really strong month. So I'll go through that as well as sort of breaking it down a little bit because I always do think it's interesting, especially when you get to higher sample sizes, month, two month, three month two years, you know, whatever it is, uh, that you can sort of dissect what has gone well, what hasn't gone well, because there's sort of the, oh, it feels like these are doing well, or it feels like we get a bunch of uh, EV-type plays from this promo and that promo. But it's kind of interesting to see, like, how they actually perform and if some of that is real differences from expected or if that is kind of nonsense. So uh, I'm going to go through it. So I just finished it. We were up, and again, you'll have seen this by the time that this records, but I haven't posted it yet. So we were up 1,834. And the breakdown of that by book, so that brings the account total since uh, April 2021 to $29,450. So we are rounding the corner to 30K. Uh, 
The breakdown of my book was FanDuel led the way, $1,175. Then DraftKings was next uh, with $687. And then Caesars lost $28. Um, so this was pretty. This part was pretty on par, probably with what I expected. Caesars was sort of a down month uh, for the SGP promos and the the parlay promos, like those thirty three percent ones. Um, so that was kind of big negative. We had the the John Rom plus eight fifty hit that sort of made up for any of that. And then uh, we did have some that I didn't track that 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 won just you know died kind of quickly and and that was a little messy with the tracking but i basically would just look at the reply and see if i said like oh i won't track or if people said oh it's gone immediately like i usually put a comment for myself and for others just to say oh I'll, if, if there if i posted a replacement i usually just track half of each kind of a thing um so yeah so the john rom hit on caesars kind of saved the month otherwise it was down what is that 240 dollars um but that's sort of how it felt. So nothing crazy there. Oh, I just lost my place. Okay. Then I'll go next to DraftKings. DraftKings is up $687. It's kind of exactly around where I would have expected. Um, we hit both Champions League boosts twice. The SGP promo went well. The free bets were kind of the really, the really big thing, I think, on DraftKings. So I'll, I'll get to by type, but since it's kind of DraftKings related, free bets, free bet plays on the month. Uh, so I would just, I just label it, you know, like free bet play from this promo. If we lost the DraftKings SGP and then we do it the free bet, if we hit the free bet, it, it would be, you know, the SGP lost $10 and then the free bet won, you know, $50 or whatever the play was. So free bets on the month, not just DraftKings, but overall, we're up $618. Uh, the big ones were just, a bunch on DraftKings, a lot of 40 50 $74 type hits. Um, that was kind of sprinkled throughout the month. Then FanDuel had one early in the month. I think it was the Real Madrid one I'm looking here. It was up $150. I think that was the biggest one because it was $25 one at plus 600 So free bets, $618. DraftKings, $687. Uh, overall, just a lot of – I say this every week, but like all these $10 – Promos really add up, uh, especially when you know they're such high EV and you do them every day, and that's kind of part of the reason why I give DraftKings a lot of credit, whether it's the EV rankings, which I actually had them won, or just you know in, in talking uh, they get a lot of credit, even though it's a lot of ten dollar maxes, just because of the EV of them. Uh, other DraftKings hits: ten point promo hit twice, uh, plus four ten Hawks and the plus two sixty Clippers. Actually, it hit three times. There was the the Bucks slash Kings, but I kind of tweeted the Bucks a little late, and then there was some. I mean, the Heat uh, against the Bucks a little late, and I just I said I wouldn't track the whole thing, even though both options hit. So, ten point promo was good. Gifts were pretty good. I think they went two for three, but I didn't actually move that out. Uh, super boosts were whatever. I think they were pretty flat. So that's about all I got to say about DraftKings. Then Fanduel eleven hundred seventy five overall. Uh, this is maybe about what I expected. We had the UConn hit early in the month. Again, I mentioned the the Real Madrid 150, and then Boost just did really well. FanDuel Boost were up $761. I think that they clearly outperformed their EV. 
So they were even better than we kind of expected and sort of important to remember when you have swings. FanDuel boosts get hated on like no other, but $760 this month, uh, last month $580, the month before $568, and FanDuel's just been really consistent. So uh, I would say that um, it looks like January 186, December 800. So, you know, going back, uh, I think you have to go back to November for the last time they were down. But So it seems to me like FanDuel, I mean, through the history of this podcast, I've always understood it, that FanDuel has been outperforming DraftKings. How, how the hell is DraftKings ahead of FanDuel on these rankings? Yeah, it's a fair question. I think that, and it's, you know, kind of looking at, Spreadsheets of last month. So this month they out, FanDuel outperformed DraftKings by what, like almost five hundred dollars. Then last month it was another FanDuel made nine seventy five. DraftKings made two fifty. And again, I, I don't really give too many like legacy points, but FanDuel outperformed in February as well. January outperformed. I mean, kind of smaller differences. December. You have to go back to November where DraftKings outperformed FanDuel by. $650 to get sort of the, the last time DraftKings outperformed FanDuel. And FanDuel has been kind of the presumed number one. I think that the big reason why I put DraftKings one over FanDuel is I felt that FanDuel's kind of slowed down, especially post, right? Because my, my EV rankings during March Madness would have for sure had FanDuel one. Uh, and throughout April, probably for the most part, it would have been one. I mean, they had the the big SGP promo that we did really well with. So part of the free bets that we made were from that promo, but we also made money on the promo itself. Uh, SGPs this month, without factoring in booster promo, just the, the DraftKings one, the Caesars one. Um, sorry, no, I guess not the Caesars. Uh, Caesars is in there. So I guess those do have boosts, although I don't know if any of them actually won in the spreadsheet. But uh, the FanDuel SGPs that get you a free bet, so like th- those were actually up on their own. Um, but they're up $47, um, and then we obviously got a bunch of free bets from them. But, sorry, back to FanDuel. Uh, I would just say, like, we had the UConn hit. We had the the Real Madrid hit, and then Boost just kind of outperformed. I didn't feel like we were getting a ton of EV out of FanDuel, especially after March Madness ended. I'm uh, sorry, after the NBA playoffs SGP promo ended. I felt like the Boost had been good. And then, you know, the beginning of May, they've been they've been good, they've been fine. It's been, you know, FanDuel's consistent, but just not a ton of promos, a lot of five dollar stuff. So yes, FanDuel's been outperforming and they they've been they were ranked one the last time I did this, and they probably would have been ranked one throughout. But I have felt FanDuel slipping while DraftKings has picked it up. So I would expect DraftKings to do better than FanDuel in May and, and potentially um, going forward, I mean, if, if sort of the current EV landscape of each uh, continues. So anyway, I think that's that's kind of all from you know the big thought here. I kind of just wanted to go through the numbers. So the big things that stuck out stuck out to me, other than I mean eighteen hundred thirty, like that's awesome. Especially just you know a lot of people talk about oh EV betting going away, dying, whatever, like. Eighteen hundred dollars is one of the better months that this account's had in a while. And last month it was fifteen hundred, so I don't see really any evidence of of much of a slippage. Uh, 
there and you know we're, we're, we're humming along nicely i think that the other thing that stuck out i'm not shocked but being up on the sgps on their own uh this month was kind of good to see uh oh so last month uh, sorry i did this out for a few months last month sgps were up 146 dollars and, and again the vast majority of these are just unboosted on whatever um and okay so i've only mapped it out for two months <laughs> so what we'd have to look for further back but I, I, I used to label it differently, which is why I stopped. But anyway, so for two months in a row, making money on their own. Free bet plays making $618 this month, $448 last month. I mean, I think that's really strong, really great. I mean, that we're, we're converting free bets clearly at a high rate and that we're getting so many free bets, you know, shows that we're getting a bunch of promos. Again, I used to label things differently, so I just had the last few months, but we'll, we'll kind of keep this going forward, this sort of things so we can do it on the podcast and then again just the strength of FanDuel boost people give them a hard time my comment my replies and dms are sort of flooded with i can't believe you keep playing these blah blah like can't believe i keep playing these made 760 dollars last month from them made 580 the month before 568 the month before like 186 and then 800 in december like come on this is this is kind of what they do yeah there might be a, a bad 10 days but who gives a crap um, but anyway, that's it for the big thought. Uh, and, you know, you can check out the spreadsheet for yourself. Uh, I'll be posting it later today. I uh, love that. Well, we've talked about the good news. Let's hear uh, the bad news. What's got you worked up this week? You know what really grinds my gears? So I had a whole plan to do uh, the gift for Grind My Gears, which is DraftKings' goal in first 10 minutes boost. They made it, they've made it for years impossible to opt-in and bet. Well, they didn't have an opt-in. They had a, a link. But you have to click the link, then put in your stuff, log, log into your DraftKings, and log back out. It was a whole crazy thing um, to do the DraftKings gift. Super annoying, personally. You, you, it would take it takes me like three, four times to, to get it. Um, just unnecessary amount of work that DraftKings would make people do. And I was going to kind of say, like, you really can't just make an opt-in promo. Well, the good news is, for the first time, again, in years, so it's kind of a weirdly timed, uh, they made the gift yesterday an opt-in promo. So that part's great. The part I didn't like, which is that a bunch of people had a $10 max as opposed to the $25 they've done for years. I don't know if that was a playoff thing, if that was somehow related to the opt-in promo, that like they were like, oh, we want to make this a $10 promo, but we'll make it easier for them to bet so they won't be as upset. Like I, I don't know what was behind that. But it would just be a further DraftKings spamming us with $10 promos, which, you know, as much as I praise that because there's just so much EV on the board and they're giving us so many promos, it is I don't know, frustrating or not as fun maybe for some people where they're having to do all this work to, to bet a bunch of $10 bets. And again, the EV on them is kind of the same as $50 bets, but maybe they're not feeling the same excitement from it, which... I don't really preach in sort of a gambling way, but it's kind of hard to ignore that part of the fun with it is um, for a lot of people is having some risk. Although I think a lot of people would take the profits without the risk as well. So um, maybe that's not all bad, but I, I hope the gift doesn't go down to $10, but I don't have a great grind to my gears. Uh, maybe the one th other thing I would say is <laughs> I'm annoyed that, that all the other grinds to my gears are still active. Canada doesn't have or Tuesday still the rounded run line uh, total run SGPs on 
FanDuel and Caesars still screw people, which is actually the most absurd thing. Um, Tennessee money lots obviously weren't going to change overnight, but uh, it would be nice if we were pointing out things that would then create change. So that grinds my gears as well. Well, we'll stay after it, and we'll see some change. I, I, I believe in the power of the promo guy. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, we'll be right back with that after this quick break. So let me tell you about Mojo, the live betting stock market that's operating in New Jersey. Every bet on Mojo offers live trading, so you can get in and get out all game long. It's stock trading meets sports betting with money lines, player props, and a whole new career-long bet they've created. The best part is that you're in total control of your bets. Cash in when you're up, or you can cash out if it's going bad. Or the opposite. (laughs) Mojo's cash outs are available way more than any other books. Get the app now and use the code TPG to get your first sweat-free bet up to $1,000. I think this sort of was underutilized last week. Literally, they created a code for us, TPG, and you get an absolutely risk-free bet up to $1,000. You get site credit back, not free bets back. And the only way to get it is using the code TPG. So if you are in New Jersey, there's absolutely no reason to not just go to the App Store, download Mojo, put in the promo code when you're going to deposit of TPG, and you have a $1,000 risk-free bet. All the usual rules apply. You have to be 21 or older and located in New Jersey to bet. All right, welcome back in, and let's get right into Guess the Boost, our giveaway game where we see how well you all know your books. Here's how it works. TPG and I are going to try and guess what the FanDuel boost will be for Friday's slate of NBA games, and then you guys will get the chance to do so as well. You just comment on TPG's Twitter post that when we go live with the episode, you have to say two things, the players in the boost and what they have to do. You do not have to guess the odds. You get it right, you get three free months in the Discord. TPG, what I miss? No, that that uh, describes it well. We kind of ran this earlier and nobody got it right. Um, so this will be for Friday slate of NBA games. And uh, we'll, we'll give some examples of what has to happen. But we have the Knicks Heat and the Lakers Warriors. Those are the two games that FanDuel may boost. Uh, presumably they'll boost uh, at least one of them. Maybe they'll boost both of them. But what you have to do is guess the players in it and, you know, so-and-so-and-so-and-so combined for this many points or this player to hit two plus threes and get 20 points or, you know, any, any kind of, you know, they might just do it as simple as Heat Laker money line parlay, right? Like you never really know what they're going to boost. But if you guess it right, you will get uh, three free months in the Discord. If you're already in the Discord, you are definitely eligible. Uh, when I say the three free months, I'm referring to the Sportsbook Plus EV tier. If you are already in the higher tier, you can get... Um, $45 towards, uh, you know, uh, towards your subscription. Okay, let's get right into it. Uh, I will jump first with the boost that I think will happen, and I'm going to guess the odds as well. Again, it's unnecessary because we want people to win, and it's difficult. But I think that the FanDuel is going to try and do a Game 6 Clay boost. So I think that they are going to do Clay Thompson to hit four plus threes and score 20 plus points. I don't have his odds up, but 
I'm going, he's kind of been struggling. So I'm going to guess the odds on that would be, I'll say plus 200. Um, I'm not sure what his over under will be, but I'm going to guess that is plus 200. Maybe that's generous. So Clay Thompson, four plus threes, 20 plus points, boosted to plus 200. That's going to be, I'm going to say boosted to plus 175. Yeah, I'm changing it. I feel good about that. Plus 175 for that boost, and it's going to be labeled uh, game six Clay. Nick, what do you got? Um, I will stay in New York, and I'll say Brunson to have 20-plus and Jimmy to have 20-plus boosted to plus 150. I like it. Okay. Well, so make sure you uh, reply to the post. It, it'll close uh, relatively quickly from when it's posted. We'll, we'll try and do our best to post it early so that there's uh, – enough time but if you do reply before you know so let's say they do they post one really early in the podcast already out but if you guess a different one uh and it hasn't already been posted uh, i'll give you that credit obviously there can be more than one winner so you don't have to look at other people's replies and guess something different or anything like that you don't have to retweet it you don't have to quote tweet anything like that just reply give us your best guess and you'll get that reward um, so that is it for our show today. Thank you to our sponsors, uh, Mojo and Underdog Fantasy. Stay tuned to my plays on all platforms and make sure to tune into the podcast again next week because the sixth episode of the Promo Guy podcast will be next Friday, as always. Please rate, review, and subscribe, and we'll see you next week. Thanks, Nick. Thanks, guys.